0: Hey, everybody. Uh, it's your host, Graham, the host of Brass Tax History, uh, coming at you with the fifth installment of our of our pretty, pretty well-acclaimed uh, podcast. And um, I do want to give a super quick update on the whole demographic debacle that I've sort of hinted at in the past couple episodes. Um, we do continuously check our data. I have sort of a push notifications set up to to let me know whenever the average age changes um, of our listeners and it has changed again we're down at six years old somehow for the, the age in spite of our um, in spite of our best efforts we've mostly been sending this around to our elderly uh, community uh, mostly being our grandparents and uh, you know great uncles and people of that nature um so, but honestly, we've, we've, I've kind of decided, you know, I'm putting in so much time to, to make sure this is a great podcast and that you guys are learning all you need to to pass your tests that I'm just going to, I'm just not going to care about the whole demographic thing. You know, if people want to listen, you're welcome to listen. So with that being said, I would love to introduce uh, today's very, very, very special guest. Um, he's, he's a guy that he really, uh, he's I don't want to say he's famous, but he, he really is kind of renowned in the, in the history community, and that's why um, I'm having him on today, and I'm really happy to that he's agreed to be on the show, and without further introduction, I introduce you guys to
1: Sam. Hey everyone, once again, thanks so much for having me on the show, Graham. I don't want to spoil what the topic is today, because we let the host, Graham... Uh, discuss the topic, but I do want to say that I'm thrilled the topic is outside of the 1800s. I was hoping for it to be in the 1900s. However, uh, we are dating back into the 1700s. Once again, I'll let Graham uh, talk about the the topic, but I'm uh, I'm ready to dig into some history, and uh, that's all for now. Great.
0: Um, so yeah, as, uh, as Sam has, uh, hinted at, it is an event from the 1700s, and it's a little known event, and by little known, I mean big known, and it's known as the Whiskey Rebellion. And so the Whiskey Rebellion, also known as the Whiskey Insurrection, was a tax protest in the United States beginning in 1791 and ending in 1794 during the presidency of George Washington, who was, uh, the, he was the first president of the... United States, uh, sort of a Revolutionary War hero. Uh, That's George Washington. um, George Washington. Uh, Anyway, ultimately under the command of American Revolutionary War veteran Major James McFarland, the so-called Whiskey Tax was the first tax imposed on domestic product by the newly formed federal government, came law in 1791. Uh, Many of the resistors were war veterans who believed that, in particular against taxation, the expression of congressional taxation powers. Uh, So that's kind of a little overview of the Whiskey Rebellion, um, and I guess I'll kick it over to Sam for some
1: facts. Uh, You know, that's funny because it kind of sounded like you were reading straight from the Wikipedia page, but I'll continue on.
0: I was not doing that, and uh, you can drop that um, from your future discourse, but I'll let you continue with your facts. Thank you.
1: Okay, so uh, yeah, the Whiskey Rebellion is one of my favorite topics, me and my friends actually our little group we call uh sometimes we call each other the whiskey rebels because it is one of the our favorite topics in the uh in u.s history and um i'm just a huge fan of the whiskey rebellion just it brings out the punk side of me which is uh it's exhilarating so our uh, our two key takeaways of the day our first one is um uh, Sorry, these the,
0: key takeaways or need-to-know facts?
1: The, uh, sorry, the, I'm getting all jambled up here. Yeah, let's
0: get the let's just make sure we get the lingo right. We don't want to confuse our, our, right, our so, listeners because we know they're not old, uh, so they probably have trouble processing information. So let's just be crystal clear.
1: Sorry about that, Graham. The uh, need-to-know facts of the day. The first one is uh, some, there were a lot of radical protesters, and they actually wanted to march on Pittsburgh. And they wanted to call it Sodom, meaning loot the homes of the wealthy and burn the town to the ground. Now, this is uh, just another gruesome act in history where we see, you know, normal people protesting. Um, It just brings out the true uh, intuition of humans, I guess we can uh, circle back to.
0: Yeah, we could definitely circle back to that. Um, we, we won't, we'll just move on, but it, it is true that that could be circled back to. You. So thank you for bringing that up. And let's um, hear your second fact.
1: Right, so our, our second need-to-know fact is actually... Um, the. So there were a bunch of protesters in which the military brought a ton of militiamen to prevent the protests. So um, after an... Uprising Morgan actually commanded commanded the remnant of the army to remain in Pennsylvania until 1795, and 1,200 militiamen to do that. Actually, one of those militiamen was Meriwether Lewis, one of our uh, textbook favorites. Isn't that right, Graham?
0: That is absolutely right. Uh, Lewis and Clark, of of course, was our first episode for a reason. We kind of uh, talked about my personal connection to that with my ancestors having been alive at the same time. And uh, we do like to bring up Lewis and Clark whenever possible. And since we do, you can, you can bet your bottom dollar that your teachers will. And Because uh, we kind of have explained, we've looked at the test banks. Um, we we kind of know how teachers think. So I would expect probably at least one uh, Lewis and or Clark question uh, to show up on your test about the Whiskey Rebellion. Um, I, I, do want to mention, um, this one's more, maybe sort of an extra credit type question, but the Lewis and Clark expedition was actually celebrated on May 14th, 2004. Um, this was the 200th anniversary of its outset. And the way they celebrated this was by depicting the two on a hilltop outlook and two companion 37 cent USPS stamps showed portraits of Meriwether Lewis and William Clark. So it just goes to show you, um, stamps can, uh, memorialize basically.
1: Yeah, well, uh, that just comes to show Meriwether Lewis was not only one of our favorites, but the U.S.'s favorite throughout history. Totally.
0: Um, So, Sam, if it's okay with you, um, I'm going to go ahead and get into my key takeaways from the Whiskey Rebellion, and uh, then I'll let you do the same and we'll wrap up the show. Does that sound good? Great. Sounds great. Awesome, so the Whiskey Rebellion, kind of a a more difficult uh, conceptually, um, I guess, term to to deal with, to sort of grapple with. Um, On one hand, you're gonna be looking at at leaders like George Washington, who again was the the president. Uh, He was the first president of the United States, um, often regarded as one of the best. Um, He would ride a horse, there's some famous paintings of him that you could find in your local uh, art gallery. Uh, or just by Googling, you could also Google um, George, George Washington paintings and you'll, you'll be surprised. There's been quite a bit of artwork and uh, it's actually some nice stuff um, to add to your collections. Um, so I recommend uh, looking into, if you, if you want to, you could definitely look into George Washington art. Uh, maybe you could, uh, you, during your study session for the Whiskey Rebellion.
1: Uh, that was a great point, Graham. Uh, George Washington, underappreciated, I think, in today's uh, light of history, in my opinion. But yes, I
0: think I think you're onto something with that with that remark. Can we hear your uh, key takeaway, please?
1: Yes. Yeah, so my key takeaway, I'd say, is um, taxation and the lack of representation in terms of buying and selling whiskey um, Mm -hmm. especially during a time where the drinking age a probably wasn't even established yet but uh, whiskey was an all-time favorite of the the people and the culture of the u.s at the time Mm -hmm. Um, i just find it interesting that the drinking age has increased from 18 to 21 recently and it saddens me to see high schoolers not able to drink whiskey while studying for their finals. Because they do say that uh, I'm glad you mentioned that because they do say that um,
0: kind of smells and tastes can really help you remember something during an exam. So if during your study session you you have a glass of whiskey alongside your uh, your notebook, uh, you do the same for the exam and and you'll you're more likely to remember it
1: the brain works in mysterious ways, Graham, and that's a an ex- perfect example of that.
0: Yes, absolutely. That was a nice uh, nice way to summarize my point. I appreciate that. And on that note, I think we have to thank our listeners, as always. Uh, we appreciate your time and companionship, if you will. Um, keep leaving feedback in the comments section. We, we read every single comment um, with glee most of the time, I'll, I'll add and uh yeah that's all i have to say so thank you guys so much for listening and we'll see you tomorrow
1: yep that's it thanks everyone uh graham once again thank you so much for having me on your show uh thanks audience
0: yeah uh so thank you guys again and we'll see you tomorrow goodbye uh goodbye everyone bye